Hello there, this interview that you're about to hear was originally done by me, Sam Roscoe or Chris Prince for the Blue Moon podcast sometime between 2009 and now. That means if there's anything that sounds a bit out of date or if there's anything that's an obvious topic that we've not asked the guest about, it's probably because the interview is from a long time ago. This show is basically the Blue Moon podcast interview archive. All of the new interviews that we do with former City players and managers will go live on the Blue Moon podcast first, so if you like what you hear then please go and subscribe to that and there's a new show every Friday with a look at everything on and off the pitch for City. But for now enjoy the end of this generic recorded message and enjoy the interview with the person whose name is in the title of this episode. I think like all City fans you can't not have a sense of humour can you, you know what I mean, and do jokes about it. What's interesting I think is how, how City have become so massive and so, uh, you know recently that you can do jokes on mainstream telly. And, pe- and people get it, you know. Nobody's nobody, no editors taking it out because nobody gets it anymore. You know, ten years ago you struggled to do a little. I had a gag a while back, which was there was a point where they were sending us emails and letters, like when you didn't when you didn't come to the match. Like there was, I think it was during Kevin Keegan and then Stuart Pearce, and you get like a letter from Kevin Keegan, you know, obviously not really from him, but from the club saying, "Notice you wasn't at the game on Saturday." <laughs> it was really weird. It was like, what, what are you on about? Like, you know, how does he know? And then when you get one, but you think it's Keegan, like, I'm not, he's only going to cry or something, so I'll be all right. And then uh, and then you get one from Stuart Pearce, you think, oh, bloody hell, I better go. <laughs> I don't want him turning up. <laughs> he probably did write it himself in his own blood. I mean, do you find it easy to write gags about City? Because obviously, you know, that, that's who you follow. Or at times you've got to be wary that the supporters may, you know, pick up on it and not take it too well. Is that fine line to, to cut between? Um, I don't think so. All City fans have got a good sense of humour. I think the only difficulty is, um, you know, you can't be too anti-United and anti any other clubs because obviously you still need to sell DVDs and tickets and all that. Generally, football fans have got a good sense of humour. I think you've got your nutters and your, your proper head the balls who, who are not going to come anyway, like and and uh, you know and genuinely don't like you because you support City. Most people are normal. And go, I don't like United and I don't like United fans. But actually, I work with them and some of my relatives and, and family uh, are United fans. And we we just, you know, we live with each other. It's not like, you know what I mean? It's not Palestine. You know what I mean? We can get on with each other and uh, just not on Derby Day. Well, I've got to ask you then, what is what is your best United joke? Well, funnily enough, it's it's one that gets quoted back at me all the time. and I, Which is that, I just say, um, United fans are like rats. You're only over three metres away from one of the... And obviously there's a little swear word in there. And it's one that, even at the match now, when I turn up, they, they, they come, people tell it me, you know, all the time. My favourite one was, um, I had a joke about Rubinho, which you can't do on radio, but uh, I had a joke about Rubinho, which is, it's online, it's on YouTube. And um, I was gutted when he, he left. Not because he was a brilliant player, just because I, I just wasn't able to do that joke anymore. Well, I was going to say, I mean, I mean, being a City fan for as long as, long as you have been, then, I mean... You must have had. Is that where the development of the sense of humour comes from? Is it? Maybe I think this is a northern thing and a Manchester thing as well. But yeah, certainly being a city fan doesn't uh, doesn't hinder when it comes to a, a sense of humour. I think I've I've just been writing a book about it and you know, but just about me, like and 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 city's obviously a big part of that. And um, I remember I remember saying to my dad like I was about I don't know eight or something. I remember coming home from somewhere and it, it was on the radio. You won't, you probably won't remember this. You're a bit younger than me, but uh, there used to be a thing on Piccadilly Radio, and uh, James H. Reeves used to do the do the show. And sometimes it wasn't live commentary; they'd just play music as normal, and then they'd interrupt a song or a, a bulletin or whatever, and you just hear a "It's a goal" or 
Invariably. Oh, no. And then it'd be one of the Manchester clubs, one of the Northwest clubs. And it was always, and I remember all the way through, I always remember, it's a goal, was always. And we're going over to Old Trafford now, it was always a United goal. And every time, oh, no. It was always City. That's all I remember for about four years. Oh, no. And, um, and I remember saying to my dad, I was about eight or nine, I said, I said, you know what? I think what, what, we should just put United, you know, Dad. It seems to be a lot easier to support them. There's a lot of heartache here. You're crying every weekend. You're in a mood all Sunday. I've just, you know, I've, put, I've, I've really come up with a great idea. Like, I've solved these problems, you know. And, um, I mean, he's only just started talking to me now. Like, you know, you can really disown a son saying things like that. He genuinely said to me, he went, I don't care what, you know, what you are. You could be gay, straight, Tory, not bothered, anything. You know what I mean? <laughs> But don't you dare be a United fan. Has stand up affected you watching City? You know, uh, being involved. You know, your Friday, Saturday nights. Yeah, it's weird actually. You know, everyone complains about these games on a Monday and on a on a Sunday afternoon. They're the best games for me. I love a Sunday afternoon kickoff. That is my favourite game. Um, the, that first game against Swansea that Monday, um, that'll be fine. It's the Saturday three o'clock, which is a, a killer because depending on where I am, obviously match kicks off at five. You know, trying to get out the club takes three and a half days. You know, trying to drive out the ground like so because they're not bothered, are they? Once you leave, they go, "All right, that's you done. Thanks for your money. See ya." It's like, well, you're not going to help us get out of the car park. No, no, you'll be fine. Just stay here. Another match on Wednesday. So um, yeah, that's that's a bit of a nightmare to get to places, and because um, I've always, I'm always, I never need, I never leave before the final whistle. I can't do it. And obviously, you've got a gig in Hull at half seven, and you're getting off stage at. You know, you're getting out of the ground at five. It's a, it's a bit of a squeeze, like. Last season, we got third spot and we won the first trophy in 35 years. Mm. How, how much further do you think we can go this season? Well, I think at least the same again, I think. I think that's what you've got to do. You got to, it'd be nice, to, I think, if you get that Carling Cup, I just think that sets you up. That I know everyone sort of thinks it's like the least important competition and it sort of is, I suppose. But I think get that and then at least you know you've got something, you've got a bit of silverware and then the rest of the season is... It's sort of you know then you're just aiming top four again. Um, I think we can get we can easily get second place and you know push towards the end of the season. I think um, and and hopefully just a nice little you know we're going to do better than Tottenham did. So we'll get th- you know we're going to get a few of them uh, away days and uh, I don't know who knows maybe get a semi final. Imagine that a decent semi final with a big club. I know we're a big club, but I, keep, I still refer to us like the proper big club, Barcelona and that. So, um, yeah, no, I think I think it's going to be an exciting season. And uh, it's just about not... Lo- the, the annoying thing is, and this is not just City fans, this is all City fans, but, you know, you get in the game after the... You get in the, the car after the game and you put the radio on and you listen to the phone in. And no matter what, we're 4-0 up and someone will go, yeah, but did you see Yaya? He, he got tired for 10 minutes in the middle. <laughs> they just get anno- Everyone just gets annoyed all the way through. You win games, you still complain. I think it's just about, you know, we are going to get beat 1-0 by Fulham at home. That is going to happen. So, or someone. Something like that is going to happen. It's just about not panicking. Don't press the panic button. Just go, oh, well, not to worry. You know, next week we'll probably beat Arsenal away. So just chill out. You know what I mean? Just have a, just, it's a long season. Enjoy it. Does, does cities sudden kind of rise to success um, ruin your stand-up? Do you know what? Weirdly, it does. I, I used to go and do Liverpool and um, I go to Liverpool and I go, ladies and gentlemen, I'm from Manchester and they go, boo! 
and I go, but I support City. And they go, yeah, he's not a United fan. And now I go on from Manchester, they go, yeah, boo. And I go, but I support City. And they go, we're still boo. You know, so it's uh, it's a weird one. You know, we used to be everyone's, you know, that, that's the famous thing, isn't it? Everyone's sort of second club or, or a favourite club. Or, we were just those laughable idiots, you know what I mean? That, that People just laughed at us. You know, we got the people who get knocked out of um, competitions by a balloon and, you know, just we were just a daft club with you know inflatable bananas and you know ridiculous situations and then suddenly we got all this money and and we've become good and people hate us and i think if you look at united the most hated club in the world uh, you know and in this uh, obviously in the country they are also the most successful club in the in the world in the country and uh so you just got to sort of look to them. I know it's hard for City fans to look at United as a sort of as an ambition, and 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 what we've got to do is learn from their mistakes and go. Well, let's not disconnect ourselves from the community like they have. Let's not become this palace that's untouchable, and let's not, um, you know, let's not do this. Let's 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 learn from United and go. Do you know what? Let's be as successful as them, but still keep our roots in in, in Manchester. You mentioned that about the the community. Do you think that's one of the big things about the club that they are trying to engage so much in the community and bring you know the youngsters through and that even as a, a big you know, superpower? Like that's the massive thing. My brother's there this week. I've got a brother who's eleven. He's doing a thing. Seventy quid. He's there every day, like Monday to Friday, on, on a like a soccer school thing. Um, you know, and it's affordable for me, mum and dad. And it's you know, it's just it, it's still in keeping with what they used to do when I was a kid. When I'd go and it was you know twenty quid or whatever for the week. So it's still. It still works, you know, and that's what they need to do. They need to still keep that connection. I do a bit of stuff for, um, like, Sport Relief and everything, and that I did a, a little video from Sport Relief to Gary Cook and um, and and a lot of the city board, and, and that was one of the things I was I, I sort of said on that was, you know, we are famous for our sense of humour, we are famous for these, but we're actually in Manchester we're famous for this this unique connection that we have with our with our city, even though. We are this huge club. I mean, I've sat in Gary Cook's office and he looks out at the window every time. And, and whatever you think of Gary Cook, like, you know, I know he's made a couple of faux pas and that in the past. Whatever you think of him, you know, he has got the best interest of the club and he, he looks out of his window, out of his office, and he sees blokes or, or families in city shirts. So he, the smile on his face, you, you, you can't wipe it. So the club is, a, is from top to bottom a community through and through, I think, personally. And I just hope they keep that and they don't lose it. So would you say then, uh, overall, you would be happy to work that little bit harder to uh, to write the jokes if it means that City are right up there at the top? I don't mind. I'll I'll be happy to lose 10 minutes of material a year if City win everything. I'm not bothered. That'll do me. I'm happy to do that. Um, you know, I mean, there'll always be stuff to, to joke about. I mean, football is essentially... A male soap opera, isn't it? That's what it is. It's that's we've got we've got goodies and baddies and uh, you know last second script changes and um, you know ridiculous story arcs and uh, and that's what it is. It's just it's our Coronation Street. It's our EastEnders. That's what it is. It's, it's, it's soap opera for men, and uh, and City are just the the latest uh, the latest one to go from good guy to bad guy. <laughs> and uh, and I'm happy. I'm happy. But the trick is, I'll tell you what the trick is, and this is anybody has a go at you for being a City fan and having a go at us buying the cups and buying this, what you have to do is accuse them of being a racist. And that's what I've done on a number of number of occasions now. I And it works because it shuts people up. You go, it seemed, didn't seem to matter when it was Abramovich. It didn't seem to matter what, with Russians. It didn't seem to matter when it was Americans. But all of a sudden, oh, because it's Arabs. Is that what you're saying? Oh, I see. I think I'm on to you, my friend. It's all right when it's a white guy. Oh, I'm on to you. And suddenly, you're, in, you, you're, back, on the, <laughs> you're back on the high horse. <laughs> 
I mean, even with all the money and the success of last season, surely there's got to be like a burning joke in there, you know, about Nigel De Jong being a hard man or Kolarov's shots going miles wide every time. There's got to be something you in there. You know what? The thing is, I mean, nationally, success isn't funny. So there's no jokes, really, in that, in that, in that regard. Um, obviously, when you do a gig to City fans or, you know, sometimes... Um, you know, every every so often, like my nana will come to a game. She doesn't want to sit in the freezing cold, so we we ring up uh, Gary Owen and sit in the Mancunian suite, and uh, and he'll say, "Oh, just come up and have a chat," like to some of the people who've, who've paid to be there for the day, and you'll always find something, you know, to have a to have a laugh about, have a chat about, and but that's when you're surrounded by you're preaching to the choir, you know, you're speaking to to other city fans, and uh, and you can have a little chuckle, but um, you'll always find you'll always find something. I think. What, what we've not lost, it's, it's, that, it's the classic thing, isn't it? You know, last season you sat there and people are going, where were you when, we, when you were rubbish, like? And you're thinking, I was sat here. I was sat here two weeks ago and we were rubbish then. So we, we've not changed and, that, and, and it's the club that makes a, makes a team and, and I think, you know, we've, we have got some of the best fans in the world. We've got some of the weirdest looking fans in the world as well that if you've ever come out the ground on match day there's some there's like some of them got like one set of teeth between three of them some of them's quite weird looking <laughs> but uh, I like it I like there's a connection I, even yesterday I was in Nando's in London I was coming out at Euston this little kid he's about eight years old this little kid called Sam and he comes over and he goes oh were you at the game Jace and I said no I was working and I was watching it on the telly and you know we were just having a chat straight away I was you know I'm 30 he's eight you know, we're both both in London. These parents are sat eating their eating their uh, the chicken, and we stood chatting for ten minutes. And that it just it unites people. That's what it does. To, to not to use that word, of course, connects people. That's what I should say. <laughs> so go on then, give us your best city joke. Oh, I can't do them on the radio. Mine are all too disgustingly rude. So I, I, they're all they've all got. Honestly, go on YouTube and just and have a look at me do my Rubinio joke. I was very proud of that joke when I did it. Um, I suppose the, the, my favourite thing I saw, as a, obviously I'm an observationalist, you know, an observational comic. My favourite thing I saw was when we got took over, and um, and we were I was watching the Sky News and the guy was there, and in the in the background, a load of City fans go down, don't they? they, they, they when there's any new, oh, the news cameras are there. Let's we only live around, we only live in Denton. Let's go, and they're there, and two blokes they took over. They said these uh, these um. Uh, these Arab guys have taken over, and uh, and it's going to be the richest club in the world. And there was two fellas with uh, tea towels on their head, doing that like Egyptian dance, you know, sort of like walk like an Egyptian, as if like the whole area. Oh, that they must be from there. And uh, I just remember just watching it, thinking, then what are you doing? You're going to scare them away. The, the ink's not even wet on the concrete <laughs> on the contract. Sorry, and you've already scared them off. But my Rubinho joke, I like that, but I can't tell it on the radio because too too rude. It involves naughty things. So. Um, have a little look at that. But I've actually told that joke. When you do look at it, bear in mind, I once told that joke at a City gig, at a gig at, at, at the club, a charity thing. All the players were there. And I thought, I'm just going to go for it. And Rubinho was sat there. And and this is why I'll always have time for Rubinho, right? No matter what he did. And he sat there. And the cl- everyone, you know, it's a funny gag, right? So everyone sort of had a chuckle. And I've looked over thinking, I, wonder, I hope he laughs. And he's proper laugh, like Rubinho. This is a man who'd been speaking English for, you know, th- three weeks, if that, you know. I thought, oh, he's got a good grasp of the English language because there's a few, you know, double meanings in there and quite a complex, you know. And uh, anyway, after the thing, after the gig, I've gone over and I said, oh, lovely to meet you. And, and he didn't speak any English. <laughs> That's weird. And I, I said to his manager or his agent, whoever sat on it, I said, I told that joke that, 
with him in it and, and he laughed and but he don't speak English. He says, Oh no, he just heard his name and he saw everyone laugh and he thought, Oh, I better join in. <laughs> but fair play. Good lad. That's exactly what you're supposed to do. Social awkwardness. That's how I've got through a lot of gigs. So uh, what's next for you then? Um, just touring till November and um, I've got this show showing me the funny which is uh, going alright and uh, DVD in November and a book which has got some city bits and bobs in there and that's out in October I think sort of September maybe I can't remember I don't really this is not my it's not part of my job to know dates but uh, tour book and DVD they're the three things and um, so if you like us get them and if you don't like us get them because then I can take some time off and I won't be bothering you on the telly. So either way, it's win-win. <laughs>